Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Big Nasty. Yeah, Big Nasty. Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast, live today on YouTube for episode 213. Really quickly, as like a, a little disclaimer here, I introed the last episode as 213. Uh, this is the real 213. The last one was 212. And honestly, after, you know, 200 some odd episodes, I'm surprised this moment didn't come any sooner. But uh, I went back, checked my notes, and I had basically taken notes for an episode that we never did, so... I kind of had my numbers mixed up, but yes, this right here that you are listening to is episode 213 of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew, joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. God, it feels like I haven't talked to you on this podcast in three weeks. What's going on, my man? I know it. It's It's been a while, right? Took a little I, vacation, it, 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 spent some time in Florida, I see. I, I did. I got some I got some sun. It was yeah. it was hot. Didn't, so get, I, didn't get tan at all. No, no, that, that's not what happens to me. I <laughs> when when I get when I get sunburn, I burn and then it just goes away. It doesn't yeah. turn into tan at all. That, that That's not possible for me. Well, it was pretty cool. While we weren't doing a podcast, we both were in attendance for the Bucks playing the Dolphins when they absolutely just mollywopped them. And uh, we got to meet up briefly after the game, take a few pictures, you know. We showed face, um, but it's always cool seeing you in person, man. And I'm looking forward to it again for the watch party coming up, which at this rate, man, we are less than uh, well, tomorrow will be exactly a month yeah, away yeah. from the cannon fire watch party bucks in Washington. It should be a good one. Time's flying. It's uh, it's it's time to it's time to get get rolling and uh, excited. It's, it's hard to believe that it's um, like a month right like we were talking about this in august we were like okay yeah we can schedule for that and right like, just so long away and then like boom before we know it, it it'll it'll be here i mean <laughs> we're already we're already this is the sixth game coming up so well yeah that's she's that, going by fast that's the crazy part is like we're a month away from the watch party but we're over a month into this football season i remember how bad we all longed for nfl football and here we are the Buccaneers currently four and one as they head into week six. They'll kick things off for the NFL Thursday night. Lincoln Financial Field against the Philadelphia Eagles. Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to betonline.ag today to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, BetOnline, 
your online sportsbook expert. A lot of history between these two teams and a little bit of trivia for those that don't know. The Buccaneers actually shut down Veterans Stadium. Most people know that, right? The Rondé Barber pick six, very iconic to send Tampa Bay to their first Super Bowl. But uh, they actually opened up the Lincoln as well. They kicked Philly's ass when they opened up this stadium. I think it was the first game played in the new stadium. So basically, uh, the Bucks run Philly, and I don't expect very much to change this Thursday night. Yeah, so it's, it's <laughs> kind of funny how they, they closed Veterans Stadium, and then they opened up Lincoln Financial Field with uh, two Ws, right? Yeah, and uh, it was, I remember yeah, they, they had Rocky. They had a It was the opening for the season mm-hmm. because that was the only time a Super Bowl champion did not open the season at home. Um, and they opened it for the season. They opened with Rocky there and, you know, the Bucks ended up beating them. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, and also the last time the Bucks played in Philly was a blowout in 2015. I was there actually. So, yeah. um, that was the last time the Bucks even played in Philly. So the Bucks have, have a pretty good history in this city of Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, man. Plenty of great moments. I mean, it hasn't been as heated these past few years just because those teams don't seem to play each other that much anymore. Like mm-hmm. the last time they played was uh, Fitzmagic, right? When the Eagles yep. had just won the Super Bowl and then. Yep, 2018. Yep. It, right. So this will be their first meeting since then. Uh, but definitely a lot of history between these two teams. Before we break the game down, I want to go over some of the latest news out of one buck. We also have an email we're going to read. It is not the mailbag show because it's a short week. But uh, we still have emails. And if you want your take read, send us an email, cannonfirepodcast at gmail.com. It is open 24-7. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about who's going to be in and out for Thursday night's contest against those dirty birds. Um, Levante David. We talked about the post-game show last week, how his status was definitely going to be up in the air. He was down on the ground for an extended period of time in that game, didn't return. He has been ruled out for this game with an ankle injury. He did not practice today, and uh, it wasn't very intensive practice this week, might I add. It was mostly walkthroughs, so, like, you know, you guys, the guys who aren't practicing, you kind of know the writing was on the wall there. But uh, Bucks will be without Levante David, and I'll be honest, I cannot remember the last time this defense had to go out there without number 54. Like, Levante is a guy who, as physical of a player as we know he is, he really doesn't have that much of a problem with injuries. So uh, hopefully this is, you know, the only game he misses at, at the very least, or at the very most he misses two, but uh, it, it does seem like he's going to dodge some time on the IR, but he's definitely out this week. Yeah. And so the last time we be missed the game was 2018. He missed two games. So this is the first time that Todd Bowles will be game planning for a offense without Levante David in the fold. So mm. it'll be interesting to see what, what his game plan will be. Um, yeah. And, and you're right. I, I would say, I would say at most two, you know, maybe three, depending on, because you never know with injuries, right? right. One day he could have a setback and then you, all of a sudden you're talking about maybe a few more weeks, but they didn't place him on IR when they could have which signals to me that they're hopeful that they can get him back within a three-week span. Uh, the same thing with Gronkowski, who obviously in the chat, you know, they they said that Gronk's not playing either. Yes, the, the Bucks were hopeful that he'd be able to play, which is why they didn't put him on IR after week three. So, um, unfortunately, it just – I think if this game was on – if this game was on Sunday, I think Gronkowski would have had a chance to play. Yeah. Uh, but just the fact that it's a short week, I, I just think that it probably could, if it's a playoff game, he probably plays, but like, 
you know, you don't, you don't want to risk long term. And then he goes out there and hurts something else. And then he's out for the season and, and you're screwed. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. While a lot of people aren't going to be super excited about it, I do think it's the right move. Um, we actually had I think it was either a phone call or somebody in the live chat Sunday after the game. We talked about, you know, Gronk hopefully being able to come back this week because everything that you've heard from Bruce Arians regarding Levante David and even Gronk is that, you know, these guys might miss some time, but they're not going to be on IR. They should be back soon. Um, but I think it's the right move to rest Gronk this week. Clearly, this offense doesn't really need him that badly with what they were able to do last week. Um, so I don't know how big of a loss it is for Tampa Bay. Now, on the end zone, obviously, not having Gronk out there is a huge loss for any team in the NFL. But with the weapons that we know Tom Brady has on this offense, I'm not entirely worried about it. Let him rest up. Let him get healthy. He's a veteran at this point, and we know that he has struggled with injuries before. With this football team at 4-1, and one, headed into Thursday night football playing against the Eagles, this isn't really a game where I'm going to force Gronk to get out there if he's not entirely ready, right? So, uh, yeah, Rob Gronkowski ruled out for this game as well. And uh, the last guy ruled out that we know of is safety Antoine Winfield Jr., who did not clear concussion protocol, uh, did not practice this week. He is out for this game. So still kind of a hole in that secondary. Yeah, and it was, you know, this is another thing. I really think if this game was on Sunday, he would have played. Uh, yeah. Just the concussion protocol just couldn't pass it in time. So it's an unfortunate break for the Bucks that um, you know it, this game was a short week. I think if it's Sunday and then you have the you know what three extra days basically to pass the protocol, yeah. I think he would have been able to. But yeah, unfortunately, you'll be out. I mean, as long as this concussion is not too serious, he should be. 100% good to go for for the Chicago game. Yeah, and luckily for the guys who are missing this week, it's almost like they have an extra week just because the Bucks don't play this weekend. You know, you got a whole week and a half until you have to worry about getting back in shape and really getting back out there. So I think two out of three of the guys on that list should definitely be good to go for the next game, which is Chicago, right? If I'm not mistaken, they're back at home playing the Bears. Correct, yep. Yep. So taking a look at the rest of the injury report, a couple of names on here that are kind of surprising. One of them is center Ryan Jensen with a hip injury. He was full participation at practice, but he is ruled questionable for this game. I think Big Red's going to play, but uh, it is pretty interesting to note because he didn't play every single snap against the Dolphins. And that's something that I did not notice when I was out there watching the game. So, uh. I mean, do you think this hinders him at all? Is it something we should be worried about? Because if anything, we know that Ryan Jensen's probably one of the toughest SOBs on this team. Yeah, whenever you pop up on the injury report, I mean, there's obviously cause for concern, but should be okay. I don't, you know, he seems to be okay. So they, they didn't seem to be too worried about it. So I wouldn't be too concerned about it. For sure. Along uh, the defensive line, taking a look at the other side of the ball, Pat O'Connor with a calf injury. He was full participation, listed as questionable. He's probably going to play. Outside linebacker Jason Pierre-Paul with a shoulder-slash-hand injury was full participation. He is listed as questionable. Now, the thing with JPP, here's where it gets interesting. And actually, we're going to go ahead and get to our email here in a second. But with JPP, he's got two injuries right now. He's got that shoulder injury that's been nagging him the first quarter of this season. And then he's also got – did he straight up break a finger is what I heard? Like he, he's back wearing the mitt, so he's got the, you know, the big mandible claw. So, But that's not going to slow him down yeah. from getting the quarterbacks. I think something like that. 
it, it's some, I don't remember the exact thing he said in his press conference the other day. And I just, I don't remember. And I, I should have had it here, but I don't, but yeah, it is something with his hand. I like, he, yeah, he broke something. He's just trying to battle throw it right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but we do have an interesting take on Jason Pierre, Paul. And I want to hear from the chat on this one too. Mr. Bucks nation is also here. Your favorite, just checking on the live chat really quickly. Uh, one of our moderators holding it down. But this is a pretty interesting take on JPP, and it comes from Emily Compa, who sends us in an email. She says, JPP is the motivational factor in this defense. The guy is always prepping and uh, spouting his words of encouragement next factors to his fellow teammates. But with his injuries so far this year, and not to mention that giant club on his hand, how is he supposed to live up to his incredible reputation on the field? We now have Joe Tryon, and he seems to be progressing with every game he plays. It is a sight to behold when we have all three of them, JPP, Shaq Barrett, and JTS, out there on the field at once. But should we be playing JTS more and allow JPP a full recovery phase or just keep putting JPP out there not at 100%? Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge JPP fan, but don't you think the team could use those two extra fingers? From Emily Compa. thanks for your email. We truly appreciate it. So this is an interesting take because people have brought this up. We have seen Joe Tryon show up for sure, right? He got he got an increased role against the Patriots. He went out there, got two sacks. He didn't register a sack last week, but you know, getting more exposure along that defensive line is always going to be a good thing for your first round draft pick. But at this point in the season, Evan, is it time to, you know, let Tryon kind of not take over the majority of the snaps, but at least pull JPP back a little bit. And I I know I just asked you a question. I'm going to answer it really quick, and then I'll toss it over to you. Um, personally, I think this is like a JPP thing, like a JPP mentality thing, because I'm sure the coaches can tell him that they plan on taking him off the field a little bit more, but like that's not going to happen, right? Uh, JPP is going to play as much as he possibly can. This is a guy who does not slow down, Um so, I, I mean, I'm I'm curious to hear your take because I'm sure a lot of people have some strong feelings about this one. Yeah, I I do think that it, it should be time for for that to happen. I, I just think that Jason Pierre-Paul right now, it needs to be focused on just getting better, you know? And, like, he like he wasn't great on Sunday. Like, I, I think there's somebody brought up in the chat, like, he, he missed a few sacks because yeah. he couldn't wrap it up. You know, he couldn't wrap up the – the quarterback because of the club like that definitely affects things uh obviously joe troncho inca flashed in new england and i think he should be given he should have had a sack actually in miami versus miami too um but i oh, think yeah, he he's barely deserved, missed that tackle if i remember yeah. right i think he deserves more uh i definitely think he deserves more more snaps and i think eventually i think he will get them i i really do I, I think he will end up getting more snaps it's just a matter of you know being able to um to with a rookie everybody is going to be a little bit cautious of giving him the reins and i'm not saying give him the reins i'm not saying he needs to be the, the starter you know and play all the snaps no but the more but, involvement the better yeah and and also like jay spear paul like you do you really need him playing at 70 percent right now this why can't you wait until he's 90 percent you know, well, why, why, why does you, why do you have to throw him in there when he's not even hundred percent healthy and it's clearly showing. So yeah. I know Jay Spear, Paul, it's probably his decision. I know he's not going to want to miss games, but at the same time, man, I, I think their best bet might be to, excuse me, might be to play Joe Toronto a little bit more. Yeah, no, I think so too. 
Um, but thank you again for your email, Emily. We truly do appreciate it. And if you guys have takes in the live chat, we would love to hear them. We'll talk about that throughout the course of the show. Let's wrap up the injury report here. Running back Gio Bernard was up there with a knee and chest injury. He was full participation at practice. He's probably going to play. Quarterback Tom Brady with a right thumb injury. Oh, my goodness. Uh, full participation for TB12. And, like, come on, dude. A little thumb injury isn't going to slow him down. <laughs> I don't... Oh, it's it's Blaine Gabbard time. Oh, it yeah, is. right? Yeah. yeah. Or, or, <laughs> you know, it is. <laughs> Uh, this isn't even a discussion we need to have. Uh, we talked about the Tom Brady thumb injury. He came out and said, really, it's, you know, it's it's nothing. Um, he, he was a little transparent, though. I don't know if you saw his press conference. Somebody called in last week and, and let me know about it. But uh, he has been a lot more transparent about what's been going on with him. And, and he even said in one of his press conferences, he's like, I'm allowed to be more transparent like this because I just don't really care anymore. <laughs> um there you go. But yeah, TB12 should be good to go. I, I have no doubts that Brady's going to be out there, and, and that's the end of that discussion. Uh, wide receiver Antonio Brown with a knee injury was full participation. He'll be good to go. Cornerback Jamel Dean also with a knee injury was full participation. He should play. Chris Godwin popped up, knee and ankle injury, full participation at practice. And uh, the final person on the injury report for Tampa Bay is kicker Ryan Suckup with a back injury. Probably from putting the team on his back. Yeah, it's, it's, he's, yeah. he's carrying them, so yeah. that's why. Put the team on his back. Uh, full participation for Suck, and he should be good to go. For, for Suck? I, I, I never heard that one before. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, man. It's my new nickname for him. You know, you got suck. Zuckerberg, Zuck. Just call him Suck. There you go. You don't like it? I don't know. It'll stick. I, I the more I say, it'll, it'll <laughs> stick. Uh, let's take a look at Philly's injury report. Here is a big loss for them already on the offensive line. Offensive tackle Lane Johnson, not injury related. It was a personal matter, but he has been ruled out. He did not practice and he will not play Thursday night. So uh, that is a big loss along that offensive line. We'll talk about it more a little later when we go into depth about, you know, defense versus offense and all of that good stuff in the game preview that you guys are used to. But uh, taking a look at the rest of their injury report, defensive end Derek Barnett with an ankle injury was full participation. Offensive guard Landon Dickerson popped up with an ankle injury. He was full participation at practice. Tight end Dallas Goder? Goddard. 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 Yeah, okay. Uh, with an illness, did not practice, but I, I feel like he, he'll probably end up playing. Uh, center Jason Kelsey also popped up with a foot slash rest day. He was full participation at practice, though, so he should be fine. And then offensive tackle Jordan Maliata. I think I said that correctly with a knee. Maliata. Oh, OK. Yeah. Full participation. So he should play. There is your injury report. The Buccaneers down a couple of guys and the Eagles missing one of their best offensive linemen. Let's go ahead and get into this game breakdown. So uh, what side of the football do you want to talk about first when it comes to Tampa Bay? You want to look at the offense or the defense? Let's look at uh, let's look at the defense for a minute. Uh, real quick, TB12 Goatman says, what's the weather out that way? Hope no rain. I don't I don't think it's supposed to rain tomorrow. So, um yeah, if you guys don't know, I'm literally like in the yeah. area. Well, so. he's he's a meteorologist, <laughs> so you can. <laughs> yeah, basically. So uh, let's yeah, get to Evan yeah. with the weather. Yeah, oh, yeah. As, 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 as you can see here, there's a late chance of precipitation on. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's supposed to rain. It's actually supposed to be quite nice. Actually, it's supposed to be like, I think, high 50s, low 60s when, when the game's going on. So um, you're not going to be there, are you? 
No. no. Oh man. Okay. All right. Nope. I I remember like at one time you had talked about it maybe being a possibility, but I don't think I ever followed up. Yeah, no, nah, just not. Like you said, it's not. It, it, it's, the tickets are so expensive, and it's hey. a prime time game. It's yeah, just you know. I, I mean, town, and, then, and then we were like, literally, we were just at a game that'd be the very next week on a short week, and just yeah, yeah. No, I get it, man. Uh, but taking a look at how this defense matches up with Philly, the first thing that I think a lot of people are going to look at is this pass rush. Uh, we've talked about the development of this pass rush. It seems like they've woken up over these past few weeks, so that's a good sign. But with Lane Johnson already going to be missing this game for Philly, it's another one of those weeks where it's like, you know, I, I know Jalen Hurts is one of those guys who's going to be hard to actually get down once you get pressure in the pocket, but there's no reason they shouldn't be in his face for most of the game, right? Can we agree here? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the Eagles have, have done a pretty good job. Last week, they did a good job of protecting them. Um, they've dealt Lane Johnson. This is his third game being out. So this isn't going to be, you know, like a first time thing. Uh, and actually three of their starting five offensive linemen or who they started the season with are actually out. So they've all been acclimated. They've all been, uh, they've all been playing. So we'll, we'll see how the Bucks defensive line uh, responds. I, I hope it's good, especially without like Levante David, who's one of the most effective blitzers. I, I'm not sure how much you're actually going to blitz. Yeah. So you might need to get home with four. And especially, you know, if, if you blitz and, and you miss, Jalen Hurts can break outside and, and that could lead to a big gain. So you definitely want to keep an eye on that. You don't want him to, to break, break one and break contain that quick. Um, so I think a lot of it is going to have to come down to, to the defensive line, getting pressure with four against the Eagles offensive line, who, you know, their injuries, they've really been able to overcome them a little bit by the scheming and, and how quick they get the ball to hurts his hands. But at the same time, like the Bucks defensive line is more talented. So, yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, a couple of people brought it up in the chat, but you made a good point. It, it seems like a dangerous week to blitz. Not only are you missing Levante David, but you've got a quarterback who not only can tear you up in the short pass game, which we have seen happen to this defense time and time again, um, but it, it you know he can just make you pay. We've seen it happen with this team plenty of times, so I don't know how blitz heavy they're going to be this week. Somebody brought it up in the chat. Uh, Brady is Mahomes' daddy, one of the best screen names I have seen in quite some time. Um, he asked the question, you know, should they play kind of like they did against Pat Mahomes? Don't blitz a lot. Just kind of wait for things to come to you. Keep everything in front of you. Because if you blitz, you're going to get punked on the short game, or you can just leave somebody wide-ass open down the field 30 yards because we see that happen all the time. So, like, what do you think the defensive approach should be this week? Is it, you know, balanced a little bit more than we usually see it? It's tough because, well, the Eagles are going to come out and they're going to do the same exact thing that every offense has been doing through the Bucks, which is just pass. The only difference is that the Eagles in their previous five games, that's literally all they've done. Like I've, I've talked to so many, like literally, I mean, family members of mine are, are most of my family are Eagles fans. And like, I, I, I talk to them and like, they, you know, they talk about 
Like, oh, they don't run the ball. Like, they literally, like, have just not run the ball a lot. They've been throwing the ball a ton. So that's not going to change. Like, that that game plan for the Eagles is, I would expect, I, I don't even know if they're going to run the ball five times this week. I mean, that is, <laughs> you know, I, well, I even think the that teams, might be a little high. Even the teams who do try to run the ball with a proficient running back never have that much success against Tampa Bay. I mean, week one, it's a lot different to talk about because it is week one football, but the Cowboys had Zeke and he ran the ball, what, seven times that entire game. So it's, yeah. you know, even if the team is going to try and run against Tampa Bay, it's not going to last that long. No, I mean, that's not, I don't see that they really shouldn't. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. that's obvious, but um, it, it's tough because of hurts be, you know, be, being able to scramble and escape the pocket um of what you can do because you have to be careful with some things right they haven't really faced this kind of quarterback yet this season you know i mean look at the quarterbacks they've played none of those guys can really scramble like Jalen hurts can mm-hmm. uh none of those guys are known for like wanting to like you know willingly run so it's going to be a challenge I-, I think and typically the Bucks don't do well against mobile quarterbacks. They really get faked out by the, the read options and the zone read. Oh, yeah, the RPOs or, just tear us up every single and time. I mean, and the Eagles do that a lot. So I think this is a tough matchup. Um, what's Nick Sirianni, Eagles head coach, has done is he's done a lot of uh, screens because the, the receivers are, are really twitchy. All right. They're, they're not, I wouldn't call them fast there's one guy who's really fast quez Watkins, but uh devonta smith and uh jayon rager are more twitchy type guys they like to get the ball to them out in space and they like to get them to miss tackles mm-hmm. well the bucks defense oh man especially last week have been terrible and they just i mean they haven't gotten anything going there um it was shocking how bad they were at tackling. Yeah, that, um, that was, uh, I mean, that's going to be on my checklist at the end of the show, but that's something else I wanted to really try and hammer down this week is that I don't know what has to happen. I mean, obviously practice is over. The team, I believe, is already in Philly, if not on the plane right yep, now yep. as we speak. Um, but tackling has to improve, especially with a guy like Jalen Hurts, because if you bring pressure in the pocket, you can close that pocket as much as you want, but if you cannot tackle him, He's not going to go down. Uh, and, and the same can be said with a lot of those receivers you had just mentioned. So if there is one thing that, you know, alongside the pass rush that needs to show up, just fundamental tackling this week has to be a priority. Uh, you're missing Levante David on defense, who is the best tackler on the defense. So other guys are going to have to step up. Devin White is going to have a lot of eyes on him if he's going to be blitzing. Obviously, a lot of people are going to be looking at what he's able to do since he's going to step up a little bit more in that linebacker role. Uh, but he's going to have to bring his A game. He, he's had a quiet season so far, yep. and this defense as a whole, there's just there's certain things that are still getting worked on. And the post game show after Miami, I was praising the pass rush because I have been impressed with how they can actually produce sacks now. Right, couple of turnovers every now and again. It's nice to see the wheels are rolling. It's week six. There really isn't that much more time for people to say, oh, well, it's early in the season. These guys are still figuring it out. No, you got to figure it out. And uh, mm-hmm. tackling this week is is the one thing that they got to figure out. 
Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, you know, the the one speed guy I would say is Quez Watkins, and then the other two are are twitchy guys that can get behind the defense. Um, and they really like to they don't like to keep the ball. It hurts his hands a lot, especially with a banged up uh, not secondary, especially with well, the Bucks have a banged up secondary. That's for sure. But <laughs> uh, especially with a banged up offensive line, they're they're not going to want to have Hurts hold that football. So they're going to want to get out of his hands quick. And I think it's a tough matchup for the Bucks. I, I really do. I. This this is gonna be, this is gonna be out of like the, the this stretch after LA when you had New England, Miami, Philly, Chicago. This is easily I think the toughest matchup. I, I just think it's a it's a tough matchup for them, and we'll, we'll see we'll see how they uh, we'll see how they respond to it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Let's go ahead and take a look at the other side of the football here for the Bucks on offense. I feel like it should be business as usual, right? There's a couple of pieces on this Eagles defense that you have to look out for, but nothing I don't think TB12 and company could handle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one more thing I did want to say about the Bucks defense. Shaq Barrett has two and a half sacks in the last two games. Uh, one forced fumble. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has four fumbles so far on the season. So in, in five games, he has four fumbles. Just something to look out for. Um, yeah, but as far as on, on the – Switching over to the offense, the biggest key has got to be protecting Tom Brady up the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eagles' pass rushing on on the edges hasn't been great. Um, Derek Barnett and Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat's been good. Derek Barnett's been up and down really for him this, this his entire career. Um, but Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox have been just unstoppable, especially Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave, without without him, that defense would be lost. He has six sacks already on the season. Um, so. And he's an interior defensive lineman. He is yeah. not a, an edge yeah, that's, rusher. That's so, definitely saying something. Um, yeah, he's just been he's been awesome. But with every defense, there's a weakness. And I think the Eagles linebacking core might be one of the worst in the NFL. So that's where I think the Bucks have to really, you know, ha- have to look out and, and try and target that. Try and target with the tight ends, with O.G. Howard, Cameron Bray. Uh, try and get wide receivers matched up. Try to get a guy like Gio Bernard matched up on a linebacker and try to exploit that. Uh, the Eagles do play a lot of zone coverage. It's not going to be a lot of man. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. We'll see how the Eagles want to play it. Uh, like I said, they're not going to blitz a ton, uh, and they're also not going to play a ton of man coverage. So we'll, we'll see you know, how they respond. It'll be interesting to see the game plans. I, I think the Eagles actually aren't half bad at defending the pass. Like they're not, they're not that bad. I think they're 17th or something or, or something like that, but they're, I they believe they're 31st at defending the run. So they have been terrible at defending the run. And uh, that might be something the Bucks look to do, especially if, I mean, if the Bucks defense is going to, if they're going to struggle, like I think they might, you know, you'd want to control the clock. So what, oh, what yeah. better way to control the clock than, than to, you know, be able to hand off to Lenny who, who's been playing well. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's a big key. Uh, trying to remain as balanced as possible also opens up the play action for you. But, you know, the Bucks have basically three number one wide receivers and no team in the NFL has three number one corners. So you're going to get a mismatch on the corner. They're going to be able to exploit some zones, and hopefully they're able to, to do enough to, to win the football game. But I do, the Eagles have some players on defense that they oh, yeah. do, but I just don't know if they have enough players on defense. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, going back to you know the pressure up the middle for Philly, it's also going to be interesting to watch that matchup throughout the afternoon because we already talked about Ryan Jensen, who popped up on the injury report this week. Again, 
I think Big Red's probably the toughest guy on this team. During the, uh, was it the playoff game against the Saints? Do you remember when he like did something to his arm and then they tried to pull him out of the game and then he went back into the game and finished the game without a problem? His face was like as red as our logo, but he, he went out there you're and talk, he did You're talking job. about what, Jensen? Yeah, was it the Saints I do game? remember that. I I don't remember what game it was. If somebody in the chat knows, but in twenty twenty, he he basically like was it was it twenty twenty? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was twenty twenty. It was definitely twenty twenty. Okay, I don't think it was any of the Saints games then, but I do remember. I do know what you're talking about. I I remember what you're talking. Like I remember his face. Yeah, you could hear him. You could hear him on the broadcast, like just screaming. You know. I don't know what he did. I don't know if he had to pop something back into place or he just had to play through it. But, I feel like uh, it was, if anybody knows, I feel like it was on the road. Oh, it was, definitely it was a road, road game. No, I think it was a road game. That's why I wanted yeah, to say they, it was in New Orleans. They were but, wearing, they were wearing white jerseys. So yeah. yeah, it was on the road for sure. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, if anybody a, in the, if anybody in the chat knows what game that was, let us know. Yeah. But um, yeah, just another interesting thing to keep an eye on. Uh, as far as the running game goes, I do want to give some praise to Leonard Fournette. Not that we haven't done that enough recently, but I wouldn't mind if this was a uh, you know a big running day for Tampa Bay. I'd love for one of these running backs. I don't even care who it is at this point. It could be Gio Bernard for all I care, but I'd love to get like a 100-yard rushing game, right? Tom Brady throws two touchdowns, no picks, 200-something yards, only maybe 30-something attempts, and then, you know, you get your back kind of carrying the load, consistent first downs, four, five, six-yard gains, and control the clock. Uh, just like you brought up with the possibility of this Bucks, you know, Bucks offense not matching up too well, that could be an option because Philly does not have that good of a run defense. But I wouldn't mind if the game uh, went in that direction, right? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it, I, I think you could. I think you could see it. Uh, I really do. Um like I said, is, I do think – go ahead. I, I want to get your thoughts really quickly before we move on here. Uh, well, I, I well hang on. Uh, tall FL guy says, I predict OJ will have a big game. Apparently I heard the Eagles linebackers are not good. Well, you heard it from me like two minutes ago. So, <laughs> Yeah, man, some guy some guy told me the Eagles linebackers weren't too good. Um, <laughs> but I, I want to get your take on, on Ronald Jones right now because this was something we talked about on the postgame show last week with Leonard Fournette having another great showing and Rojo just kind of, you know, not really showing up the way a lot of people would have hoped. Leonard Fournette taking this running back one job and literally running with it, pun intended. Uh, but what's your take on Rojo? At this point, does he have to play amazing down the stretch to even be here next year? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I was, I was shocked that he got a screenplay called for him on Sunday. Yeah, I was shocked. Yeah, he did. Pick, um, he picked up. I think damn near he picked up the first down. Yeah, yeah sure he did. picked. He picked didn't, up the first down. Didn't so. run out of bounds early. No, not this time. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I just don't, I just don't, uh, I don't see it. I, until Lenny messes up, which like right now he's on like a hot streak, so. He just, yeah, I, I just, I don't see it. I, I don't expect them back. I'd be shocked if Ronald Jones is back in, in a, you know, in a Bucks uniform. So uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Never say never, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't expect it. Brian Shaw on the live chat. He sent two separate messages. The first one said, Rojo is the future. And then the immediate follow-up said of another team. Um, <laughs> Letus Production says, I don't think he's coming back next year and I'm fine with that, but he's mad good. Our Super Bowl chances go way up if he's on. 
I, I, yeah. Super Bowl chances is one thing, but I think you know Ronald Jones having an on day. I think he's a great running back. I, I still think he's a better runner than Leonard yeah. Fournette. Yeah, but he just hasn't been on this season. I don't know if it's like a a mental confidence thing. I just you know it's like not like contract the Bucks. year. I mean, who, you know who knows? Right. It, it it seems like maybe the Bucks are definitely leaning towards Leonard Fournette being their guy for right now. So the, the, the leaning. It, well, yeah, <laughs> it, the opportunities for Ronald Jones haven't exactly been there. But when they have, it's not like he's really out here doing that much. If if, if if they're leaning, they're they're nearly they're nearly falling over. Um, <laughs> I saw it's just a trade Rojo for trade deadlines. He will not return to books next year. So see, I see a lot of people say that. Okay, so what are you going to get for him? Oh, uh, well, tra- sixth trading everybody is the answer. A, 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 a sixth round pick, like you know, like what what are you going to get? So what happens if you trade Ronald Jones and then you have a couple injuries there? Do you want Keyshawn Vaughn starting in a playoff game? I mean, you know, that that's what, you know, the depth, it's important. And that's why the Bucks are not going to be trading anybody away at the trade deadline. Like, I, I seriously don't. I've seen a lot. Oh, trade O.J. Howard, trade Ronald Jones. Why? Like, what's the point? I would understand if you were able to get a second, third round pick, whatever. But you're not. Like, you're not going to get that. You're going to get at most probably a fifth round pick for either one of those guys. Right. So just. Why not just hang on to him, have the depth. So if an injury happens like Rob Gronkowski, you know, you, you don't have to worry about just having Cameron Bray and some random dude, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dion De- Yelder or whatever it would be. That'd be your two tight ends. Like, no, you want to have that depth. So that's why I don't believe they're going to be doing that at all. Yeah, no, I agree. A lot of people are always really quick to say, like, we should trade this guy. We should trade this guy. And it's just, it's not always a, uh, a realistic option, but um you know, just well, they, they, they think they think, you know, a lot of people you overvalue your own players. So the funny thing is, though, that they want to trade a guy because they think he sucks. But at the same time, they think that, oh, you should get a third round. Second right. Round yeah. You'll him. get good value well, for if, this if guy. He, yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if he sucks, then how are you going to get that for him? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, taking a look at the rest of the offense, is there anything else that jumps out to you? I, I know we talked about the run game getting going. Maybe Gio Bernard possibly showing up a little bit more. He's been getting some momentum over these past few weeks. Really good to see that from him. He got a couple of big carries against Miami. But, uh, you know, aside from the running game and maybe Gio Bernard getting a couple of catches, is there anything else that you're going to be looking out for? Uh, you know, as far as far as the running back room or the, the uh, just anything, just anything on offense. Um, I mean, I, I do think Chris Godwin, it's a homecoming for Chris Godwin. He's actually from Philly. Like oh, yeah, the area, State so. guy. Um, we'll see. I, I think he can have a big day. You always see like, you know, last week it was the Antonio Brown and Mike Evans show and Chris Godwin. While he had over 70 yards, he was kind of like an afterthought. Like you didn't really, you know, you, you didn't really like think about him much you didn't come away from that game saying wow you know chris well, godwin he, he dominated today. well getting him in the end zone would have been nice because i i lost my fantasy matchup <laughs> by that much thanks to lamar jackson holy shit all right let me go ahead and sidetrack here because now i'm pissed off because i just brought it up so monday night football ravens in the colts second half I, I you know i check in at halftime to see how my fantasy matchup is doing and i have the colts defense and Blankenship is my kicker. Okay? My opponent, Chris Fisher, formerly from the Bucks Brief podcast, Peloton Boy now as we call him. Uh, he is 35 points behind with just Lamar Jackson left in the game. It is halftime! Evan, 
Halftime! Two quarters have been played. Lamar didn't do shit. I felt great about my chances. And what does he do? Plays his best fucking career game of all time to lead this incredible comeback against Indy. I'm so pissed, dude. I, I'm so mad. That's the nature of my fantasy football teams this year. I've got an ESPN league, and I've got the NFL league, which is the Cannon Fire Fantasy League. Shout out to everybody in there, including Chris Fisher. But God damn it, dude, I can't ever catch a break in this league in particular, and I'm tired of it. Fantasy football makes me so mad. <laughs> I I can see that. Don't don't ever talk to Red about fantasy football and Madden. Just don't, <sighs> just don't do it. Um, that that's my advice. If you ever run into Rhett, don't ever bring those two up. And if you bring them up together, then you're just you're asking for it. Yeah, if if you bring them up together, I won't feel bad for you. I mean, when's the last time? When's the last time? Literally, I had a two point lead as the game went into overtime, and I was like, all right, as long as Lamar doesn't take the field, it should be okay. And then they get down into the end zone. Well, the game shouldn't even shouldn't even have gone to overtime. He probably should miss the kick because he was hurt. (laughs) <laughs> don't remind me if he would have made the kick yep. i would have won if you would have made the kick yeah would have been done yeah oh man yeah uh, so i don't I, I, I had plenty of about. chances i had plenty of chances to win that fantasy matchup but uh you know ggs i guess i i guess i'm a respectful opponent so chris chris if you happen to be listening to this uh gg your team still sucks though <laughs> yeah um so I don't even remember what we are. We're talking about the offense, basically. Yeah, any any um, matchups that pop out to you or just anything yeah. in particular you're looking forward to? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was talk- okay. I was talking about Chris Godwin, and that's what it was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're, now we're back on track. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, obviously, like I said, we already talked about most of it, right? Leonard Fournette against you know, the, the Eagles rush defense. I hope that they're able to set up the play action and I hope they're able to utilize the tight ends more against those Eagle Eagles linebackers because a team like Dallas really, it was, that was what Monday night football. They really took it to the Eagles with their tight ends and their, their linebackers had a rough game. So their secondary isn't bad. Their secondary is improved. Um, but at the same time, there's a few levels of their defense that just aren't great. So as far as offense goes, I just think it's a, it's all about playing a clean game. You know, the Bucks really haven't had, many turnovers i don't think they didn't have a turnover at all in new england i don't think right and they didn't no they, their last no they did not bucks no. haven't had any offensive turnovers i know week two versus the falcons they did and i i think that's it because yeah. i think because i tell you they had the fumble versus la but it, it was it was recovered by the bucks yeah. so I think about um, the two picks from Tom Brady in the first game. Dude, if he don't didn't, even get me started on. I think about those every day. Don't talk every about single Tom day Brady of my life. picks with Evan. Every <laughs> yeah, don't do it because every every single day of my life, I just keep replaying in my mind. This man could have fifteen touchdowns and zero picks on the air if it. Were I just keep. I just keep playing in my mind the ball going right through Leonard Fournette's hands and into the Cowboys defenders' hands, and then that freaking. Oh, that freaking Hail Mary. Oh my God. I what I'm not even I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna talk about. It. Not gonna do it. See, I'm like rattled now. I just no. No, no, no. So yeah, that's that's it. All right. The the Bucks offense, 
they, they should have some success. Like the, they should, I don't, this defense is not as bad as Miami's is. Right. Yeah. But also, and it's also, it's a road game. I think that always, you know, those Eagles fans are, it's going to be a packed house prime time game against the Super Bowl champions. You know, the Eagles are coming off a win themselves. The chance for them to get back to 500, you know, they're going to be packing the energy. So uh, I think the Bucks offense has got to find ways to, to shut them up. Do you know, if uh, it's going to be a blackout game for Philly, they normally. I, do I would assume so. Time, right? I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Do we so. know if the Bucks are wearing white on white or white on pewter? They're wearing white on pewter. Oh, very interesting. Still undefeated in that uh, in that color combo. Let's not forget, folks. Tatum, well, technically, the only one uh, this season, the only one they're not undefeated in is the pewter on pewter. So, and that's that's the uniform of the new ones that they have their worst record in. I'm pretty sure. Like I, I think they might be even. What are they two for two? Uh, with the pewter? Yeah. Well, they, they lost to the Rams twice. So they're zero and two against the Rams when they wear it. And then they, they beat, beat the, the they beat the they beat the Broncos. They beat the Falcons. So they're yeah, two, two and two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'll take I'll take a 500 record. As long as it's not negative, but uh, that's definitely the worst color combo we have as far as record on the field goes. But it'll be nice to see some white and pewter this week. I, I can't wait for them to wear red, right? It's coming. <laughs> ha- Halloween. It's oh, coming. my God. It's a road game. Yep. <laughs> awesome. It's coming. It's coming, though. Yeah, it's coming eventually. Uh, that's what they said about the dragons in Game of Thrones. And we all know how that turned out. Um I- Game of Thrones is stupid, so, so I don't, I don't know ahead. how it turned out. Let's go ahead and wrap things up, just like we always do here on the Game Preview Show with Evan's weekly check. Uh, yeah, it could be a weekly check. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, sure. Be a, yeah, sure. sure. Why not? Uh, yeah. It, it, what did we call it before? I don't know. I, I don't thought it was, the that's che- what it was, it was called. a checklist. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and checklist this thing and then uh, drop some final score predictions and get out of here. Evan, I will turn it over to you. Basically, we wrap things up on the Game Preview Show with a checklist. And if the Bucks do all of these things, they should come out victorious. So uh, they, Evan, they will come out victorious. Yeah. There's there's no doubt about it. If they do all three or four of these things, they will come out victorious. I guarantee it. All right. Well, Evan, it's all, all right. yours, my friend. So the first one um, contain Jalen Hurts. I think that's just you can't let him run wild. If there's a third and 11, can't lose contain. Let him pick up 12 yards. You know, uh, if, if there's a, you know, if there's a chance for him to run, he's probably going to take it. You know, he can throw the football, but if there's a chance for him to run, he's likely going to take it. You, you can't, you can't let it happen. So you got to figure out a way to be able to contain him. Number two, kind of on the other side of the ball, but protect Tom Brady. Tom Brady's not going to scramble. Tom Brady's going you know, to, you, you got, talking about, he, man? I know he's got the highest yards per carry in the NFL right now. I know, I know, but um, you know, protect Tom Brady with Javon Hargrave with Fletcher Cox coming up the middle. Just you got to be able to protect them, and the way to to really hurt Tom Brady, you know, is his chances of succeeding is to to get in front of him and not let him step into a throw. The Bucks have to do a good job of protecting him. Also, stay disciplined. The Eagles are one of the most penalized teams in the NFL. I think after Week Three, I think the Eagles were. The Bucks were the second worst team in the league as far as penalties goes after week three. The Eagles were first. Um, so the Eagles were the team that were ahead of the Bucks. I'm not sure what they are now, um, but they're still up there. The penalties have been a huge issue, but they've also still been an issue for the Bucks. So got to be able to clean those up. Um, and then four, we talked about it. I just said wrap up. Just make sure you're able to tackle. If you have – 
if you have a chance to sack Jalen Hurts, sack him. If you have a chance to, you know, tackle Jalen Rager or Devonta Smith before the first down marker, don't let a five-yard screen pass turn into a 15-yard game. That that that's that's what's going to get you in trouble this game. They have to be able to tackle well, and I'm not sure if they can do it because they haven't proven it like at all this season. Like it, this entire season, it's been an issue so far. Even in the preseason, it was an issue. So, really hope they're able to do it. I have my doubts if they're going to, but I think it's key for them to be able to come out with a victory. For sure. If there's one more thing I need to add to that is uh, take advantage of the red zone chances you're going to get. We, we talked about this not being the best matchup for Tampa Bay's offense, so you weren't entirely sure how many times you're actually going to get down into the red zone. And, and some of the things that they have struggled with this season, missing Gronk is going to do this, but you know, scoring in the red zone every single time. If this offense gets going and I'm wrong and I eat these words, that's awesome. But I do not think it's going to be you know a 45-17 to 17 final score. I think the Eagles are definitely going to keep it a little bit closer uh, they're going to be in this game until the fourth quarter. So if you don't have that many opportunities on offense and you're kind of just chewing clock and getting down to the end zone when you can, take advantage, get the seven points, and and move on, do your thing. But you always want to take advantage when you're in the red zone. So hiring that red zone percentage, the, the scoring percentage is always good. And I think that's going to be a uh, pretty focal point for this offense headed into this game against Philly. But um, let's do some final score predictions, man. Some people said that, you're in the hot seat this week. This is, uh, you know, technically home turf for you. I, I think we have confirmed here on the show that you may or may not be a closet Eagles fan. Is that true? Do you do you care to comment? Cannot confirm or, de- or deny the, the reports. <laughs> so I'm curious to hear your take. I think we both can agree that it's going to be a little more competitive than it was against Miami. I still have the Bucks coming out on top, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I, this is going to be a tough game. Uh, I, I really think Philly's going to come out here with a lot of energy. If this was in Tampa, I'd feel much better about the Bucks' chances, right? I just Philly's going to come out with a lot of energy. They're doing their blackout game. That always – I think it's their first one of the season, right? Um, that always seems to, to get people riled up. The, the, that Philly crowd is going to be loud. They're going to throw twice um, as many batteries this week. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Santa Claus better not make an appearance. <laughs> I, I don't think he will. Um, so some people get crazy about the holidays, dude. I, I've delivered to I a guess. couple of houses that have their Christmas decorations up already. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's insane. I mean, can we get the Halloween first? I mean, <laughs> come on. Um, my rule of thumb is basically after Thanksgiving, go wild, but maybe a few days before Thanksgiving, you want to put something up, whatever. But like for even for Halloween, like, come on. Um, anyways, back to the game. I, you know, the matchup, not even like forget about the crowd, right? The crowd's another thing. It's a tough road game. The matchup is just not great for Tampa. You know, the Eagles have a good interior, excuse me, a good interior defensive line. They have a, a quarterback that's going to get the ball out quick. They have a quarterback that can run. They have wide receivers that are kind of tough to bring down. The Bucks have corners and, and linebackers that have trouble tackling. It, it's not a great matchup. It, it really isn't. And I think this game's close, but I, I, you know, but I think the Bucks are, are better. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Bucks are the better football team. Like I'm not saying that the Eagles are better, uh, but also I think the, the Eagles are a bit better than their two and three record shows. Uh, they could have beaten the 49ers. 
they really they whooped the Falcons and they, they beat the Panthers last week. Tough game on the road. Um, but I, I think they're they're gonna want to come out and get a win on the road. I mean, you know, and but Philly's gonna want to defend home turf. This is a chance for Philly to get back to 500. There's also a chance for the Bucks to really make another win streak going, right? Get get three going. And I I just I'm gonna pick the better team. So I'm I'm gonna say 31 to 27 bucks. Um I think it's gonna be a nail biter. I think the Bucks are the better team. I think they'll come out with the win, but I, I don't think it'll be easy. I think this game will be much more competitive than Miami. I mean, most of the games this season are gonna be a lot more competitive than that was. Uh so I think this one's competitive down the stretch. I'm not so sure, but I think a good two and a half, three quarters of this game are going to be pretty close. It's going to be score after score, but I have the bucks taken at the distance. Big shock here, right? But I'm picking Tampa Bay 34 to 24 in a 10 point game. I think Ryan Suckup does his thing and that's going to kind of like keep them away from Philly for most of the game, right? Just that extra field goal that always feels good to have at the very end of the game. Um, but I have, I have the Bucks winning. Man, the chat hates you right now, apparently. Uh, Russ says you're killing his buzz here with your BS. We're the champs. Respect the name. Did I pick them to lose? It's the it's no. the bias. It's the Philly bias. Listen, we all yeah, know. We all know. I'm, right. I'm going to be either way. I'm going to be heartbroken if the Eagles lose. Just, <laughs> I mean, just. I, I, I may not actually. I may not show up for the review. He might, he might not do the I, show. We, we, yeah, might, I, we might lose him for another week. Yeah, I I might just I'll see you for Chicago. I'm not I'm not doing that. I just, I can't. If the Eagles come on, if the Eagles win, I'll be on. But if if the Eagles lose, I'm just I I won't be able to. Evan, I think your sarcasm is like my favorite part about you because everybody takes it so seriously. Nobody I picks love it up it. ever. No, ever. No. Well, I mean, am I being sarcastic though? Like, you have to you? tune in. You have you have to you have to tune in for the review show tomorrow night to find out if I'm there he's, or not. So. He's gonna be crying. His tissues he's a mess that's why i might not show up i, I can't I, how am i supposed to look like that on the podcast how, uh, how am i supposed to look look like that i mean come on man. hey you know one more bit of news uh that i forgot to mention at the top of the show that i want to wrap up with my prediction came true it, it wasn't that much of a hot take but tom brady was named nfc offensive player of the week following his five touchdown performance against the Miami Dolphins. So with a busted thumb and all, Tom Brady is still just bringing in the accolades. So very I, curious. I think he's good. I think he's Yeah, good. I think so. Somebody said something about this 44-year-old guy being washed and, like, not being able to keep up with the league. Um, Might have been you, I mean. Maybe. that That's the Philly, the Philly part of me, right? I mean, everybody in Philly just hates Tom Brady. Like, oh, yeah. you, you would think, like, I get people. Everybody like, everywhere but Tampa Bay and New England hates Tom Brady. Yeah, but like I don't know, I, I guess. But like it seems like for some reason, like Philly, like they don't play Tom Brady a lot. Like I know, like they lost yeah. the Super Bowl to Tom Brady, but then they beat Tom Brady. Like why? I don't know. Whatever. I whatever. Know. People are weird. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you so much to our live people on YouTube for checking in, uh, Brian Shaw, Richard. Taraka. I, I always feel like I say that incorrectly, but Richard T hanging out with us. Lil Ralphie, Dante Holmes, Russ, TB12, Goatman, some of the regulars, Tall FL Guy, Mr. Bucks Nation, DePazio, and anybody else that I may have missed. Thank you guys for checking us out. Subscribe to the channel if you have not already. 
plenty of great Buccaneers content between now and, you know, the entire season. And it's more than just the podcast, too. We've got plenty of great series that you guys can check out, some weekly hype videos that we like to do every now and again. Uh, so get on it and subscribe for some great Red and Pewter content. Yeah, real real quick to answer Richard's question before we head out. This is interesting. It says, does Philly fans hate the Bucks as much as the Bucks fans hate the Eagles? No. I don't think it's I'll been say. as heated these past few years just because. No, of- no, but like I still have Eagles fans like talk to me about because like most people, even like most people believe that in 2002, that was the Eagles' best chance to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Even even though they they went to the Super Bowl two years after that, mm-hmm. right, and lost, most people believe that that was the best team. Um, and and some sometimes that happens, you know. Sometimes the best team, you know, doesn't doesn't win. You Let's know, look sometimes ninety nine um, bucks. That's I mean, what I'm thinking. You know, you know, it, you know? It, it's close. What, what team's better, ninety nine or two thousand two? Yeah. I still believe the nineteen ninety nine defense is the best Bucks defense of all time. I think that's that defense was better than the two thousand two defense. But you know that. So a lot of Philly fans hold hold the Bucks in that. You you hear two names when you talk. Yeah, Rondé Barber and Joe Jarvisius. Those are the two names that Eagles fans hate to hear. Um, but yeah, they they won it in 2017, but they were starving for a championship at that point. So like, just because you won it in 2017 doesn't mean that, you know, I mean, and, and tall FL guy says, I hate the saints more than the Eagles. Well, you should. Well, yeah, that rivalry is, you know, the Eagles, the Eagles Eagles hate the Cowboys more than they hate the bucks. (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you one more thing about Eagles fans that always makes me laugh is that like, if there is a bucks fan within five square miles of where they are and they talk about their stadium in any capacity, come on, dude, you're telling me someone's not going to chime in with buck shut down the vet. That's like my favorite thing to talk about. Whenever I find out somebody's an Eagles fan, I always bring up the buck shutting down the vet. So why why you gotta, why you gotta bring that up to me then? You know how sensitive I am. Oh, come on, man. Hey, Willie Beeman. The moderator holding Willie down. Beeman, he's he's an Eagles fan with me. Oh, he's a fellow, fellow go birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my good god. Well, with that, let's go ahead and actually wrap this thing <laughs> we end, up. We end the show by saying go birds. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, go like Bucks. I was How saying, like I was saying before, before the Philly <laughs> fan interrupted me. The the jersey um, color is is white on pewter. So okay. anybody wonder. Beautiful. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. <laughs> All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. Best, uh, best place to go for updates on the show and, of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co-host on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily. Uh, speaking of dirty birds, man. Um, you can also find him on Twitter at EvanNFL, where he will not follow you back and consistently tweets about the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know what it is about this guy. No, that's not not the Eagles. It's it's Philly team. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Willie says the Eagles are going to be cooked on Thursday. They're in a complete rebuild, and the linebackers Willie. are trash. Willie, come on, man. <laughs> Support the home team. Jeez. Oh man. Oh man. Last but not least, follow myself, uh, Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. Thanks again, everybody, for hanging out with us live here tonight for episode 213. We're going to be live on YouTube tomorrow, shortly after the conclusion of Thursday Night Football. I'd say maybe 15, 20 minutes after the game, we'll be jumping right here. YouTube.com forward slash Canifier podcast. If you subscribe. You should get notified, and you'll be among the first people in the live stream as we get things rolling. So we'll talk to you guys then. 
I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish. And until next time, and as always, go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.